Sound like the usual mindless, boring, getting to know you chit chat. Welcome into the Green Insider Podcast Power Chat Edition, episode 77, coming at you right now. We're excited about today's episode as we are each and every episode. As today, we welcome to the program the incoming executive director of the North American Energy Markets Association. That's NAMA for those of you scoring at home, Mr. Tim Berrigan. Of course, we'll also have a little chit chat with the outgoing executive director as well, Mr. Steve Shepard. Of course, we've been doing the NAMA News Minute bi weekly now for all of 2021. It's been a fantastic collaboration, and we're excited about continuing with that in 2022. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's ahead for NEMA, Mr. Tim Berrigan in 2022, and uh, what you can look forward to, especially on the conference side of things, which obviously has had a little bit of a snafu because of COVID as it's affected everything. But Mr. Berrigan and Mr. Shepard will enlighten us on what the plans are for 2022. But before we get to that, let's talk to our COO, Miss Ann Niemer, about what we do here at eRenewable. Hi, Ann Niemer here, co-founder and COO of eRenewable. At eRenewable, we know everyone has sustainability needs and wants. We want to help you reach your ESG goal. Our goal is to bring technology to the sustainability space by hosting real-time online auctions for both buyers and sellers. Our electronic management tool helps streamline the RFP process. Whether you need to procure energy or find an off-taker for a renewable project, our platform will provide pricing efficiencies to your organization. Our other projects include solar or battery storage development, renewable natural gas or responsibly sourced gas, LED lighting, and HVAC efficiency upgrades, or unbundled RECs or RSG certificates, all helping our customers reach their sustainability goals and meeting their ESG needs. Please visit our website at erenew.net or call us at 1-866-ERENEW1. As always, thank you for listening to The Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. Thank you so much for that, Miss Ann Neighbor. You can learn more about the company over at our website, erenew.net, or give us a follow on our LinkedIn page as well, eRenewable and The Green Insider Podcast. Give us a follow there. You will be glad that you did. All right, let's get right down to the episode, Power Chat Style. Mr. Tim Berrigan, incoming executive director of the North American Energy Markets Association, that's NEMA, talking about what drew him to the position as well as what you can look forward to in 2022 from NEMA, and of course, a few tidbits as well from the outgoing director, Mr. Steve Shepard. So without further ado, here is Tim Berrigan and Steve Shepard. So much of what NEMA is about is networking. And because I spent my entire career in the space, I was networked with the members at, at NEMA, but you know, even broader in the industry. That's really what kind of drew me to it. I mean, first of all, Steve Shepard is one of my best friends. And so as when he told me he was going to retire and he said, Tim, you really ought to think about this. And initially I, I was like, I don't know, you know, because I sort of a management role as opposed to a doer. And I've kind of spent my career as a doer. And, but the more we talk about it, he's like, trust me, there's plenty to do. <laughs> so and it, it, it definitely looks that way too. But uh, for the most part, I was drawn to it because of the nature of what name it is. And I have so many friends that are involved in it. You know, I, I figured it'd be gratifying to work with all the people I spent my career with primarily Socially, I was drawn to it. First and foremost, Steve has it in great shape. He, he kind of walked me through everything that's been done over the past three years. So it's not as though I have to show up and fix a bunch of stuff because they, they went to a lot of trouble to craft a, a mission statement and a vision. The board's bought in on all of that. So I don't have to do that leadership work. That leadership work is done. So really stepping back, if you think about it, if you believe the ship's headed 
where it needs to be headed, then you're really in sort of a mode of making sure that it's managed correct. Well, I'm all about that. So, you know, I, I do come from a project management background. I'll partner with Donna and, and Steve. We've got Steve through the end of April, but I'll, I'll partner with them just to maybe add a little bit of project management discipline. I think Donna's done it so long and she's so good at it that she probably hasn't had to use a sort of a true Gantt chart when it comes to organization and that sort of thing. So I'll probably just look to overlay a little bit of project management discipline on what's already being done, but there's, there's really nothing to be fixed. It's just um, a little bit of a management style and background that I'll bring to the table. It'll just be a little different. That's the whole package. You're right. I, I know Tim. I know Tim well. I know he's going to do a great job. He is very well networked, which is very important for NEMA. The project management is icing on the cake, quite honestly. It's, um, he's bringing the whole package to the position, which is very good. I, as he indicated, I, I haven't done personally project management kind of roles like he has. So that, that's something maybe I didn't have to bring to the table. He can. So I think that's a, it's a great fit. I'm anxious to see, excited to see what he his perspectives will be on how we go about doing our business. Uh, just as a reminder, I mean, we're very thinly staffed. At the end of the day, it's executive director, it's Don Corey, deputy director. We got Mike Critchley in the background serving as treasurer. And then you've got a board and they all have day jobs. So fundamentally, it's a small group of people that, yeah, leadership is critical, but doing is critical because if a handful of folks don't do the job, the job doesn't get done. So it's very much a lot of doing that has to happen at the same time. We've been very successful in bringing on new members. We're closing in on 160 members now. If we could get a couple more in this year, we'd hit 160, but that's awesome considering we haven't had a conference in two years. Uh, very excited about that. I, and we've talked about this before. A dominant majority of the new members we've brought on in the last two years are in the renewable space. That has all sorts of momentum. I don't see that changing. Uh, it's, it's just organically happening on its own which is great. At the same time, we're also focused on bringing in members in other segments like natural gas, which is more and more becoming a renewable focus as well with RNG and whatnot. And we brought on some gas-focused new members over the last two months, which is great. We hope to build on that. And also the load-serving entities, as we like to call them, the investor-owned utilities, the munis, and the co-ops. And I'm also very happy that we brought some of them on board. Because at the end of the day, it's not particularly ideal if the association membership is too heavily toggled to one segment of the industry. I think what makes it really beneficial for all concerned is if we have a balance of membership across the various spectrums. So having those load serving entities is critical because those generation folks, well, they want to talk to the people they could potentially sell to. So we, we try to do a balanced approach and bring in people from all avenues of the space. Renewables are happening on, on their own. It's the other ones we need to continue to focus on and bring them on board. So that's where we are. And Tim, I'll let you chat about where you see us going. Adding on to what Steve said there, there's also an interest to have people that are load themselves. So, um, you know, large commercial and industrial buyers of energy. I would say we will put some focus on that. Steve and I have both marketed retail in our careers in the past. So, you know, we know a lot of those people. Hopefully we'll bring a few of those on early next year. We have some great friends that, well, frankly, I'm going to browbeat them to join. So, <laughs> But hopefully you'll see some just end users become members of NEMA in the, in the next, say, quarter to two quarters. And Tim's most recent background is really beneficial if, if we kind of go in this direction, and that's to bring out potentially some EPC providers 
that work with the generation developers of the world. Obviously, we've got a lot of generation developers on board as members. EPCs view those entities as great customers. So we may have a natural expansion of membership segment that we haven't had year to date or to date period. And Tim might have a, a good insight as to how we could make something like that happen. You can imagine the sort of staffing implications that would be involved if we tried to have NEMA become sort of a policy advocate or leading in some sort of educational capacity. And I mean, some of those things are already happening organically, but I would expect our chairman and, and the rest of the board to, you know, if they want to make that happen, there's a, there's conversations that would need to be had. And it, I'm hedging just a bit just because of the staffing implication of going there. And like Steve said, I mean, Donna has just worked really hard with these virtual presentations. I My expectation is once we get back to being able to have these twice a year conferences that, that we would probably back those down a little bit just because if we're doing two conferences that was her full-time job before we started doing these these online so something we'll have to give in that regard you know if if, if, if we really do want to grow NAMA's role it's a bit of a departure from kind of what the current vision and you know the the overall direction that the name is on right now but Steve I could be saying saying something different than, than what you think there no, I, I think you're spot on, and I'll add on to that. Uh, we very consciously are not advocates. Uh, we're not lobbyists. In fact, frequently over the course of the year, members will send us an email asking us to verify that, in fact, we don't do those things because a number of companies, when it's time to pay dues, they want to know and they have to demonstrate or specify to other interested stakeholders in their company if they're paying dues to a company that is a lobbyist, and if you're a lobbyist, what are your positions and all that? So we very consciously steered clear of that. We're agnostic. We're here to bring people together. And where the market goes, the market goes. Uh, we're not steering it. And I would say, you know, our, from my perspective on, on the way out the door, our primary value-added offerings right now, you're right, it's expanded a lot in the last two years because we had no choice in the matter. But it's the conferences first and foremost. The virtual presentations, which I think they'll continue, but to Tim's point, once we're full bore on with two conferences here, that's a lot of work. So we'll we'll have to find the right blend between the virtuals and the conferences. And then in the last quarter of this year, we've added regional receptions. Um, the, the notion being to offer small scale, COVID friendly, capped 50 people, members only opportunities for people to come together and network. We've done one in uh, Minneapolis, Indianapolis. We have one coming up in Houston next month. So what's the right blend of those with the conferences, with the virtual presentations? You know, there's a lot of thought going into how best to do that. We may well just do three regional receptions in the year. That's kind of the current thinking. Do one before the spring conference, maybe one between spring and fall maybe do one after the fall don't know so th this is a lot of work to be thought through between you know tim and donna and the board but it's exciting it's nice to have opportunities and products and services to think about that brings value and it's just figuring out the right blend of how and when and and so on best piece of advice that i've been given you know i think steve's been pretty clear all along that the direction of name is set by the board and to a larger extent, the membership. I'm really trying to cling to that. That Look, I have all kinds of ideas and I'll share them, but at the end of the day, this is the membership's organization. 
and it needs to go in the direction that the membership wants it to go as spearheaded by the board. You know, I think this just really important that, you know, if I'm going to manage this organization, first and foremost, it's going to be at their direction, not mine. And that, what am I most looking forward to? Uh, hey, these are friends of mine that I've been in business with for almost 40 years. I love getting to see them. Jim and I, our chairman, we were laughing at the beginning of the membership call few weeks ago, I'm not going to cancel one of these things. And I know it's a pandemic and I know those decisions are hard, but I'm vaccinated twice over. I'll get the third one soon. There's lots of people that are, and I know there's still breakthrough cases and da da da. But at the end of the day, people need to make decisions on their own about their health and I'm not going to do it for them. So if they don't want to come, you know, then don't come and God willing, we'll still have enough participation in our conferences that they'll go forward. You know, for a little while, you should expect that we're going to try to hold conferences in locations that aren't going to force us to cancel. But anyway, I'm, I'm just looking forward to getting everybody back together. Truthfully, that's what I'm looking forward to. Thanks so much for that, gentlemen. You can find all of the Green Insider podcasts over at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and of course on the website at eRenew.net. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, and we know that a lot of you do, please give us a five-star rating. Why? Because we promise you learn more about renewable energy from the podcast than you knew about it before you stopped by. Once again, huge shout out to everybody that makes this thing possible. Ann, Mike, Roger, Al, the entire team, and of course all the guests, and of course you the listeners as well. Without you guys, we could not do it. So so definitely stay tuned next week, our year-end special with myself and, of course, Mr. Mike Niemer. You definitely do not want to miss that. This has been the Green Insider Podcast, Power Chat Edition. We make going green easier. <laughs>